Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Snooze You Lose. I'm your host, Carl. This is a podcast about strange, weird, wacky, messed up, gross, and questionable news stories from around the world, past and present. Some really fucked up shit. And when I say some really fucked up shit, I mean some really fucked up shit. And welcome back, return listeners, if that's even a possibility. It's been a while, but I'm back. Uh, To new listeners, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, I think you came to the right place. And if you do enjoy the show today, go back and check out some older shows. You might just enjoy those, because like I said, I'm talking about some really fucked up stuff. Um, And I really, (laughs) the one thing I really want to let you guys listen to on today's episode is... Hey, Karen. Yes, we all know Karen has become mainstream, folks. Karen, I want to speak to your manager. Racist Karen. Um, I kind of feel bad for the... (laughs) I kind of feel bad for the girls named Karen that mind their own business and are just sweet and innocent. But now when you meet them, they're like, oh, hi, my name is Karen. It's like, oh, really? Karen? Oh, ha! You're a Karen. Oh, fuck. But anyways, yeah, so there'll probably be a lot of nice Karens changing their names. I'm sure there's a lot of actual Karens named Karens that want to kick up a stink. Okay, so the first thing I want to get to on the show is a lady at Walmart. Yes, at Walmart. It's a Karen. It's a racist Karen. So we want to check this out. I said, I said, excuse me. Go back. Where are your phones? I said, excuse me. Don't be rude. You're the one that's rude. No, I said, excuse me, I'm trying to... Okay, so basically, Racist Karen uh, shows her with the cart. Um, The girl that's being discriminated against is recording her. Um, She's got a cart. Looks like she's in lineup. Um, The girl that's getting attacked just tried to reach for something. And now, yeah, she's being attacked. And Karen is getting very racist. Let's check it out. America. So? So? So what? That's not in your business. Stay out of it. Whoa. I said, excuse me. For everybody to hear. Stop being ignorant. A nigger's calling me ignorant. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. So there's a African, let's say a black lady in lineup. um, And she is trying to help this other lady. Obviously, she kind of feels, she feels the racist tension, of course. And now... Karen just said the N-word. And it's on. Let's listen. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. You are you are very rude. No, you're the one that's rude. I said, excuse me, because I'm, I'm trying to grab my medicine. You told me. You know what you told me. And I yes, I said. I said, if you don't like me, I'm sorry. Karen's turning the tables now. Of course she is. No, I'm not going to get out of here. No. No, I'm not. Because this is my country. Yes, this is my country. country. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. I don't care. I don't care what you want or not. No. Leave me alone. Good. How rude. And the one thing I want to point out is there's two bystanders and they're picking up for us. That's great to see. You know, most times people just, yeah, they'll just record it, mind their own business, you know, but it's good. Yeah. Fuck. Attack Karen. Let's see. And the lady's almost crying now. Jeez. You're in this store. I'm spending money in this store. So am I. That's correct. Uh-huh. So we're both Please go. Please go. Get out of here. How the hell are they? 
Oh. Mocking her now. Oh. Does she honestly still have a right to be here? Oh, Karen's getting the kicked out. It's not my fault. She started it. I did that the way. You gonna make her leave too? Well, you're just causing a scene in the store. I'm not. She is. Did you watch it? No, you I, I heard you from she the office. Uh. That's because she was now the <laughs> No, I said, excuse me. So don't tell me it's my fault. And you said, every time I'm on an aisle, people just come near me. talking to you. And I said, but I'm sorry. So the manager said that he heard Karen from the office. Karen didn't even call out to a manager. Karen usually asks for a manager. See, even the Karens that don't ask for a manager. Okay, the racist Karens will still get their attention from the office. And they'll come out. Sorry. I said, I'm sorry. If you don't like it, I she need to get my medicine. Like no, I'm and not. Wow. Just get your stuff and go. Oh, She's shopping as well. Oh my gosh. She has I every right too. to be here as you. And I'm not going to listen to her mouth. You don't have to listen to her. But she's still I here and has every right to shop. Which is what you're doing as well, ma'am. Oh. Me and pushed me. Well, she got aggressive with the cart. And she left. So I don't know if she got the items or not, but yeah, it was nice to see how the other people picked up for uh, the Walmart manager came out and uh, yeah, <laughs> tried to defuse the situation a little bit. But yeah, this it's ridiculous. Obviously, what's going on right now with the riots and the protesting and everything. Um, they've had enough racism. That's a prime example there. And there's tons of videos online about that. Tons of videos of Karen's going to speak to your manager. We'll definitely have to feature her on a future episode. Well, not just her, the one you just heard, but there are so many clips out there right now. And Karen's. Be warned, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you'll fucking bitch about this too. Um, but Karen's be forewarned. Yes, you are gone mainstream now because we are look, we're waiting for now. We're looking for you. We're waiting for you, and where you will be filmed and you will be put online. So, if you want to become a celebrity that way, that's fine. You want to speak to a fucking manager. You want to go off on people for stupid shit, and you know, slow down everyone else's day. That's fine. But we're gonna record you, and you'll go viral. Uh, speaking of which, oh, I was in the drive-thru. I just wanted to get, you know, breakfast, coffee, so I'm in the drive-thru. The car ahead of me was a Karen because she started to get upset about the stickers that people put on the, you know, the drive-thru board where you order your food. There were stickers there. There were stickers where the, the change for the sick kids were. She said, I found the, find this offensive. And it's like, sometimes it's just like advertising or it's like graffiti. And who the fuck can read that graffiti tags anyways, right? <laughs> but yeah, it was like, come on, lady. Let's go here. Stop complaining, you know? Like, fuck. We're in the drive-thru too. And hey, you want to start bitching about something? I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't record her. It wouldn't have been audible anyways. I could have blew my horn at her. Maybe she would have came up to the window. She could have fit out of her car from where she was, but I don't know. Anyways, let's get to the, let's get to some stories here. That's what we do. We're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So we started with that and we will start with an article right now. Um, apparently, this is from tubefab.com. Highway police pull over a five-year-old en route to LA to buy a Lamborghini. Oh, wow. This kid must have bank, eh? <laughs> Holy shit, this kid must have a lot of money. Takes oh, five. He's five. How can he see over the steering wheel, first of all? Jesus Christ. He must have phone books or something. I don't have fucking phone books anymore. What am I talking about? I just dated myself. 
<laughs> the younger listeners are like, what, what, a phone book? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he, okay, so he took off to purchase a Lamborghini with $3 in his wallet. Oh, $3, fuck, man. That'll get you a really good addition, I'm sure. A five-year-old boy shocked a Utah State Trooper when he was pulled over for stealing his parents' car. Taken to Twitter on Monday, the Utah Highway Patrol revealed revealed the child had left his home in his parents' car after an argument with his mother because she would not buy him a Lamborghini. Wow, he's five and he already wants a Lamborghini. <laughs> Crazy. He was upset and on the verge of tears, and it was short one-word answers that he gave. Utah Highway Patrol Trooper Rick Morgan told ABC7 News his parents said that he had not driven before. This was the first time he did anything like this. Apparently, the unidentified thief reportedly slipped by his sibling while his parents were at work, took hold of the car keys, and set out for California to buy one for himself, his own Lamborghini. So what was he driving anyways? He he might have been short on the purchase amount, so he only had $3 in his wallet, read the tweet from the Utah Highway Patrol. He made it about two miles from his home before being caught on the highway. (laughs) So that was pretty quick. Uh, He's probably swear he probably wasn't driving properly. (laughs) He could have been driving over the lines and shit. You can barely see over the steering wheel. Um, Social media users were taken back by the age of the culprit as one posted, how many five-year-olds have a wallet with any money in it at all? How does a five-year-old know how to drive, not just steer? And another shared, age five? This man looks like he's got a nine-to-five with the family waiting for him back home. Um, in the video from the dash, what the fuck did that mean? Anyways, <laughs> uh, some shit's poorly written, folks. Don't blame me. I'm not here to fucking edit their art- shitty ar- uh, article, but thanks for the article, guys. <laughs> um, in the video from the dashboard camera, the officer can be heard saying, how old are you? Five? Wow. Wow, indeed. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, it's a good thing he didn't kill himself or kill somebody else. That's for sure. Um, but he was determined to get that Lamborghini, apparently. That would have been hilarious, though, if he would have made it all the way down to the Lamborghini dealer. He'd be like, hello, I'm here to purchase a Lamborghini. And just throws the $3 down like a gangster. <laughs> Demanding a Lamborghini. I'm not leaving here without a Lamborghini. You can also keep my parents' car, which I'd really love to know what that was. But I guess it wasn't good enough for him. Um, so, yeah. I mean, fuck. Lamborghinis better than most cars, you could say. They're fucking fast, too. Alright, anyways, let's get to the next story here. Let's see. Oh, this is a story. Oh, Lysol, 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 Lysol. It's really popular this time because of the fucking COVID-19, coronavirus, of course, that we've all been going through. Everybody fucking knows what Lysol is and disinfected now. If they didn't know before, they should know now. If not, you caught the coronavirus. (laughs) It's a good chance. Either way. Um, Lysol had an original use one time. Uh, this is from HuffingtonPost.ca. So it wasn't originally just a you know household cleaner as such. Um, so let's find out what it was for. Um, yeah, what we know is a home cleaning product was once marketed to women for something very different. It's officially spring cleaning time and you might be knee deep in Lysol wipes and sprays or you might be dealing with the virus like I was just talking about. But did you know that Lysol wasn't always just a home cleaning brand? Lysol manufacturer Lee & Fink once marketed its antiseptic disinfectant as a vaginal douche. According to vintage advertisements from the early... uh, Wait, wait, what? So is this the same cleaning product that we use now? Is this the same Lysol? And uh, they they used it for a vaginal douche. I don't think this is going to end very well. Um, Yeah, 
they use, according to vintage advertisements from the early to mid 20th century. Uh, women, the ads suggest women were having marit marital problems because of feminine hygiene issues and genital odors that repulsed their husbands, and thus they needed to clean themselves using Lysol. Okay, so they had stinky pussy. And basically, Lysol, I guess, was it market? I guess, yeah. I guess that's how Lysol was invented, was we're vaginal douche. We gotta figure out a way to fucking stop these girls from stinking. And there's a picture here of a lady, she's kind of pulling on a door handle, and there's like uh, drawings of locks that say doubt, inhibitions, ignorance, and the headline says, please Dave, please don't let me be locked out from you. Dave, I guess, was having some issues. He didn't want to have sex with his wife anymore because she stunk. So Lysol comes along. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. But the full story is even wilder than that. To back it up a little, Lysol brand antiseptic disinfectant first appeared on this. Oh, I, I nailed that one. <laughs> antiseptic disinfectant first appeared on the scene in 1889 as a way to help end a chlora epidemic in Germany. Okay, we're going back to an epidemic, pandemic, whatever the fuck we're in right now. Um, in 1918, ads touted it as an effective means to fight the flu virus during the influenza pandemic. There we go. That's a popular one, which is probably still fucking around, of course. Uh, 12 years later, Lysol disinfected liquid reached drugstores and hospitals. And in 1962, the company released an aerosol spray version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the 1920s, ads for the Lysol... Ads for Lysol as a feminine hygiene product started appearing in women's magazines, encouraging housewives to wash their genitals with disinfected liquid. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Are you crazy? At the time, they did a lot of crazy shit back then, though, right? How did you know? You, you were the guinea pig, right? So, a man marries a woman because he loves her. So, instead of blaming him if married love go begins to go cool... She should question herself, read one ad. She should really fucking question herself. Is she truly trying to keep her husband and herself eager? Happy married lovers? One most effective way to safeguard her dainty feminine allure is by practicing complete feminine hygiene as provided by vaginal douche with a scientifically correct preparation like Lysol. Wow. Gross. Ouch. Uh, clearly, Lysol ads spread a seriously antiquated and problematic viewpoint that a husband's infidelity or dissatisfaction with a marriage could only be due to his wife's failings her, like her odors or fertility so basically the ad is trying to tell these women by the way your marriage sucks because you stink so you're gonna buy this and everything should be fine <laughs> this stuff would not fly by today's standards I tell you these type of ads Jesus Christ um Clearly, Lysol's ad spread is seriously antiquated and blah, blah, blah. I just read that. Another ad reads, she was furious at Tom for the way he'd been treating her, but she was really to blame. She should have known better, for she was no stranger to feminine hygiene. It was just that she had been neglectful. She started to stink. He started to get away from her. Apparently, he didn't want to have sex with her anymore. Got withdrawn. <laughs> uh I had nothing to do with that, of course. Um, but yeah, no, they really brainwashed the women into thinking this, apparently. However, this call for douching was apparently code for something else as well. Birth control. Oh, wow. Um, blah, blah, blah. Those early Lysol ads included negative references to odors or germs, which referred to sperm. Tone wrote, some lady wrote. So keeping your body germ free or maintaining your denty feminine allure meant preventing pregnancy. Oh, really? I don't really know. Okay, what the fuck are they talking to keep your body germ? Okay, anyways. 
that's stupid. Okay. But yeah, apparently it was a... Douching was the most common form of birth control from 1940 until the FDA approved the oral contraceptive pill in 1960. From 1940 to 1960, they used the Lysol douche for birth control. I can see why. It was killing everything that was fucking in there. <laughs> wow, the idea of cleaning your lady parts out with Lysol makes you cringe. You have the right instinct. Um, prior to a formula... Change in 1952, Lysol soap solution contained Cresol, wow, which Tone described as a constituent of crude carbolic acid, a distillate of coal and wood that, in high concentrates, could cause severe burning, inflammation, and even death. Wow, and it was killing any stinks that was on there for sure. And like I said, they use it as birth control, man. Like, what the fuck? And now there's another ad here, too. Like, love quiz for married folks only. There's a lady. The husband's leaving. You know, kind of looking in the corner of his eye, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And <laughs> the lady sitting on the chair, she's got her arms up to her chin. She's, she's, she looks like she's crying, maybe going to cry. And yeah, she's not too happy. And then it says, why does she spend the evenings alone? Because she keeps her home immaculate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's basically, basically blaming marital problems on hygiene. Wow, Lysol. wonder how much money you guys made from that. That's pretty fucking crazy. You're sick. You're sick. And apparently there were some deaths that happened along the way because of this. So yeah, it's fucking poison. Not good for your vaginal JJ. Not good at all. Let's get to the next story here. Um, we all know that the term social distancing now. We all fucking know that, right? Keep six feet. Don't fucking cough on me. Don't hug me. And yeah, stop, don't touch me and shit, right? Let's just give everyone chill the fuck out. And the virus get a hand. So now Singapore, Singapore is like, fuck this shit. So even at the park, Singapore, this is from HuffingtonPost.com. Singapore officials are using robo-dogs to enforce social distancing in parks. Yeah, this is like this yellow, yellow robot that just goes around. The, the remote-controlled four-legged machine warns park goers, for your own safety and for those around you, please stand at least one meter apart. Thank you. Um... Far from barking its orders, a robot dog enlisted by Singapore authorities to help curb coronavirus infections in the city state politely asked joggers and cyclists to stay apart. The remote-controlled four-legged machine built by Boston Dynamics was first deployed in the Central Park on Friday as part of a two-week trial that could see it join other robots policing Singapore's green spaces during the nationwide lockdown. Let's keep Singapore healthy, the yellow and black robot named Spot said in English. For your own safety and those around you, please stand at least one meter apart. Thank you. And add it in a spot in a softly spoken female voice. Um, despite the nice... Why is it one... Isn't it two meters apart? No, no, it's supposed to be six feet apart. Why is it saying one meter apart? What the fuck? Is that another typo I'm reading there? Alright, so the city state of 5.7 million people has had more than 21,000 cases, one of the highest tallies in Asia, largely due to mass infections among migrant workers living in cramped dormitories in areas little visited by tourists. Um, under rules to enforce the lockdown in place until June 1st, residents can only leave their homes for essential trips like grocery shopping and must wear a mask at all times in public. Exercise outdoors is permissible but must be done alone. Another robot in the shape of a small car has been deployed at a nearby reservoir to warn residents not to loiter and that gatherings are not allowed. The authorities behind the latest trial, the government technology and cybersecurity agencies said in the statement that Spot could better cross rough terrain and 
Parks and gardens. Okay, so he can get around quite easily. This robot's a fucking strong robot. He's not going to get stuck on something. Um, and it looks kind of intimidating, too, the way it walks around. And yeah, yeah, people start... <laughs> People start spreading pretty quick, man. They, they, you know, that thing starts coming. You, oh shit! Get apart! Get apart! It sees you, I guess. It's obviously it's, the robot can probably see you with the sensors and can measure the distance that you guys are, and it's gonna come up all aggressive. You know, everyone back the fuck up. <laughs> so, I don't know. The robot, like I said, it's a female voice. It's uh, comes off as polite. But maybe it should be a little more aggressive, you know? Don't fucking mess around. Like, those people in India, while well, the police in India were, like, beating people in the sti- with sticks when this first broke out, maybe they're still doing it. Stay home. Stay home. You're, going, you're driving by with this scooter, and they're just, like, beating you with a stick in the leg, teach you a lesson. Like, hello, the virus, you're supposed to stay home. All right? They don't want to arrest everybody, I guess. Or if they're in the States, probably just shoot you. Oops, did I say that? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get to our next story here. Before Karen gets me canceled. Alright, so, anybody out there smoke marijuana? Probably a good chance if you're listening to my podcast, you do. Um, Because you're fucked up, and you really like to hear about some fucked up shit. Um, So this next article comes from MarijuanaMoment.net. THC-infused semen can be a side effect of frequent marijuana use, study finds. Alright, THC semen... What the fuck? Many people have had to take a urine test for cannabis, perhaps as a job requirement. Using the popular procedure, marijuana metabolites can in some cases be detected for weeks after a person's last use. But here's a question few may have thought to ask. Can THC be detected in semen? And so can it be detected in your load? For those people that don't know that's your cum, your load, you know? Boys, if you don't know the fucking semen term, then yeah, you need to slap up the side of the head. But anyways, according to a new study by a team of Harvard Medical School researchers, the answer is yes, at least sometimes. In a study of 12 participants who regularly consume marijuana by inhalation, the researchers were able to detect Delta-9 THC, the main psychoactive ingredient in cannabis, in two subject semen samples. At least one metabolated THC, what's left over the body once it processes the compound could be detected in all samples capable of being analyzed. Two semen samples, the report says, has had, insuff- uh, had insufficient volume to be analyzed. Why the focus on THC in semen, you ask? In a word, pregnancy. Men of reproductive age, the study authors note, there are most prevalent procedures of marijuana with... Okay, anyways, we're getting into fucking technical terms here. You guys don't want to listen to shit. Alright, so basically what it's saying here, there's fucking THC in your semen. So, if there's any girls out there sucking dick and they uh, drink a lot of cum, if you feel a little giggly and lightheaded after you get the munchies, then there's a good chance that you fucking guzzled THC-laced semen. It's possible. Yep, so now it's in your semen. So, basically, you take a pee test. Is that the thing, too? Okay, take a pee test. You can see semen. But you can kind of flush that out. You can take hair samples. But hey, you can shave all the hair off your fucking body, right? So you're going to start plucking nose hairs. But next thing next thing you're going to do to try to detect THC in your body is, like, what what are they going to do? Make you jerk off into a cup and be like, sir, we need your sample. It's like, what? What do you mean, my sample? Well, we need your sample to make sure that you're not smoking pot. And this is the only way we're going to test you properly. <laughs> Uh, I really think I should end the show on that note. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it's time to go. Thanks for joining me. I hope you liked it. If you did, check out the past episodes. 
If you're a repeat offender, listener, <laughs> then you've already checked them out. Thank you. You can check us out on Instagram at Snooze You Lose Podcast. Get in touch with me. Maybe you got a fucked up story. I'd really love to hear it. Until next time, bye-bye.